0: Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew.
1: I'm your host, Christina.
0: And I played some Quantum Break. A while ago... It's been a couple weeks. I beat it. And then I typed up the podcast review, and then I worked... Sixteen-hour days for several days.
1: Yeah, I didn't see you for a while.
0: It's been four days, roughly. Yeah. Of busyness.
1: Well, you had D and D, and then four days of constant working. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is my first day off and some time, and then I'm back into the grind tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, when been. this posts. Yeah, when this posts, everyone will be. <laughs> I'll be working. So anyway, quantum yep. break was. It was pretty cool.
1: We are deep in the remedy verse in this it's, household.
0: It's very different. Mm-hmm. very different so we'll kind of break up this everything here but uh, my reviews I'm very very proud of my my review thing here I said to Tim Breaker some reviews if okay. you're a Remedy fan
1: it's I have notes on that later enjoy so, yes you also missed the synopsis oh it's, you're very tired. We're both very tired.
0: All right. Well, I pulled this synopsis from Wikipedia itself because, yes, uh, Quantum Brink is set around Riverport, where due to miscalculations by Paul Serene, a time travel experiment goes wrong. Uh, doused in chronon radiation, the material that makes time travel possible, Jack Joyce and Paul Serene are granted time-based abilities. That's all I'm leaving it at. There's nothing else to the story.
1: That's it. It's nice and simple.
0: Uh, Yeah, you basically play as Jack Joyce, and you go around trying to stop Paul Serene from...
1: Ending time.
0: Ending time, but he thinks he's saving time, and you think you're saving time, and everyone thinks they're trying to save time, and time is ending.
1: There's also less time travel hijinks than I expected there to be with the time travel game, but Mm -hmm. there's still some.
0: There's some hijinks, and Jesse Faden didn't fare too well.
1: I don't even remember what her character's name was. Beth. Beth Wilder?
0: Wilder or something like that. Yes.
1: Yeah. There's there's a lot of people from this game that either wind up in Control or in Alan Wake 2. We can talk about that later.
0: Yes. It's very good. And at least in the Remedyverse, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. All right. What do we got for reviews?
1: Reviews. So I went to IGN for positive. Oh, I'm sorry. Metacritic. See, we're all out of source. 77 from critics, 7.3 from users. So, about the same, a little lower from people who play it.
0: Mhm.
1: IGN positive. While it's still grounded amidst the typical shooter tropes, every warehouse area seems to have taken a fresh delivery from Acme Explosive Barrel Company, for example, Quantum Break does facilitate some truly unique playgrounds for its time-stopping action to unfold in. Frequent stutters in time create eye-popping dioramas out of the destruction around you. Dispatched enemies cartwheel back from bullet impacts and freeze in midair, the blood spray from their exit wounds crystallizing in the air like icicles." Out-of-control cars become trapped in an infinite instant replay as they crash, rewind, and crash again. Innocent bystanders are caught in a state of suspended animation, their morning coffee spilling into a frozen arc in front of their stunned faces. It's a unique and wonderfully eerie environment to inhabit, like wandering around inside a 3D screenshot, and certainly a stylish space in which to outlive your every violent, Wachowski-inspired whim. Way to go. Yeah. It is a very, very pretty game, and very cool to look at in those moments too where there's like a ripple in time.
0: Yeah, I would... uh, We'll cut into it more but I found the atmosphere more appealing than almost anything else. Agreed. In the game.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Negative. Give it to me.
1: Game's radar. I pulled these so long ago I don't remember what it
0: says. Yeah, there you go.
1: Perhaps it's the symptom of a desire to not overload the player with cutscenes, knowing that there's a full-blown TV show to watch as well, but the majority of the story's richer lore is delivered via a seemingly endless supply of emails and diary extracts littered around the game world. These are often well-written, though largely missing remedies typically known genre-savvy wit, but the bulk of the game time their discovery and perusal demands makes for a rather unbalanced mix. When the peak of your pivotal third act pauses for a 15-minute trawl through computers of an M of an empty office space, something has definitely gone wrong with your story's delivery.
0: They were way too much. Yes. There was an insane amount of them.
1: Yes. I remarked probably halfway through this game that it felt very heavy handed in that there's a lot of lore that we missed. I actually have um Jack Joyce's background pasted in here that's apparently like somewhere in one of those emails. But like you click on a computer and it is a literal email chain like you are at an office. Like it's, You have to go like seven emails back and start from the bottom and go all the way up. And like I read emails at my job all day. I don't want to do that when I'm playing a video game.
0: No. Uh, Remedy f- corrected this. Act- I, I'm surprised they kind of went backwards on this. So Alan Wake was decent because the pages, you kind of find a page. It was a
1: manuscript page here and there, and, double space. And you would
0: read them. And Alan Wake, too, they fixed it because they... The guy reads it. Alan Wake reads the page oh, yeah. to you.
1: He does. <laughs> and I think
0: that helps the narrative a little bit because you can start reading to it, and while you're playing, you can listen to him talk.
1: There is a lot of things that this game does that they truly perfected in Alan Wake too. But yeah. that is like an entire discussion we can have further yeah, into this because yeah. we really haven't started talking about this game yet.
0: No. I mean, in that aspect, yes. So it's a third-person shooter. Uh, lots of flashes, shooting, and time bending powers. Like they said, you can stop time. You can run faster than time.
1: You get a time shield. is pretty cool too. Now, you can do upgrades to all of your different time abilities. Mm-hmm. I thought the time abilities were actually really cool. Yeah,
0: you get like a dash. Their upgrades were okay. They weren't anything overly special. No,
1: they weren't super crazy.
0: Yeah, then you had like a super time warp where you'd rap, wreck people with it. I don't I don't even know what it was, but it was cool.
1: Oh, yeah, you super speed at them, and then you hit like B as a No, finisher. that was one of
0: them. There was one where you could charge up your time boost oh. and blow up an area of guys with it.
1: Oh, yes, yes, I do remember that one now, yes. That one was cool. uh, like I
0: said, and then you get different things like that. It's fast paced, so uh, Control took a page out of this one, or it took a page out of Control. When did Control come out?
1: After this one.
0: So Control took a good page of the action from this game. You have to you have to keep moving in this one. The enemies will swarm mm-hmm. you, and surround you, and flank you. So moving and shooting is the name of the game. Again, Control took a lot of the ideas from this game and ran, and Alan Wake perfected a lot of the stuff in here, and even Control. Took some of the stuff, even the stuff that uh, you have to read in control is a lot shorter.
1: Yes, much shorter and much more interesting. Again, I read emails every single day. That's that's what my job is—is is sending emails. Mm-hmm. I, I you the first I think two nights we actually tried to read through it, and then I gave up because it was just too much. And then you would basically like click in and then click away just so that you discovered the information.
0: Yeah, I really like the action. And I really liked the in-between uh, juxtaposition where they're just conversations with one another. You know, so you, you're talking, you're communicating, and you kind of get some story build-up in between the fighting scenes. That was actually pleasant to go through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jumping was awful. And the jump puzzles were just silly to me. I I understand why they were there, but it was not well executed.
1: Yeah, and was it the Before You Buy from Game Ranks that we watched after the fact? Mm -hmm. You know, that was posted eight years ago, which was really funny to hear Jake Baldino, so much younger. Mm -hmm. But, like, you don't, it automatically crouches you behind boxes? Like, you don't crouch down?
0: Yeah, you don't, it auto-crouches. That's weird. It's a little wonky. Uh, and I'll complain about this later, but I have The Last Boss, WTF. I'll complain about that in a little bit.
1: All right, I'll, I'll toss that down a little lower. Yeah,
0: as just things we can go over later. But all in all, the gameplay was fine. It was actually pretty good.
1: I <laughs> hit my That's, elbow on right. the
0: table. <laughs> Welcome to our household, everybody. We're a mess. So beating, playing through the game was actually very enjoyable. I actually liked the story. It wasn't mind-bendingly good, but it wasn't... It was far from bad. I would say it was pretty good.
1: It was decent. I am one for time travel hijinks. I'm one of the few people that actually really enjoyed season five of Lost, which is the one that has all the time travel. Mm. So I was expecting a lot from this. Plus, Dominic Monaghan is in it with a terrible American accent. He's so good. He was very good, but it was such a bad accent. They should have just let him be British. (laughs) They really should have. He was enjoyable.
0: Yeah, so you had him. And you had Jesse Faden, the girl who plays Jesse Faden.
1: Yeah, you have Sean Ashmore, Iceman, as we'll probably end up calling him for most of this. Uh,
0: And who's the gentleman that passed away?
1: Oh, um, I almost just said Jim McCaffrey, but no, that was...
0: (laughs) Is it Frederick something? No.
1: No, I just went completely blank. Lance Reddick.
0: Lance Reddick. That's what it was. Lance Reddick was in the game. he's in it.
1: And then Paul Serene was in Game of Thrones for a couple seasons, I believe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so Lance Reddick plays... uh, I don't remember his name in this game, but he he plays essentially who is Worland warland in alan wake 2 it's the same he's He's
1: martin hatch in martin hatch yeah he's the other like co-ceo of monarch or like the second in command behind paul serene
0: yeah and so he plays uh he essentially that's where they pulled Warlandor from is this guy
1: i have notes on that below (laughs) and
0: so it's really interesting to see this show and how it works so what happens is this you play through an act of the game and then you get a uh, like a little subsection where you are Paul Serene and you have to make a decision. So, for instance, the first one is, do you execute or do you keep alive the uh, pro one of the protesters, that girl?
1: Oh, yeah, the student protester.
0: And that would shape the TV show.
1: Yeah, that cuts between the chapters of the game, which was very interesting because... When it happened, we, you and I went into this blind. Yeah. Like, we knew nothing about this except that, like, it was middling when it came out and then kind of got... Cult
0: classic, cult cult, fan, fandom. Yeah.
1: Maybe not to the levels that Alan Wake did, but it's Remedy Universe, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so we played the Paul Serene part and you made your choice. And then the live action started. And 10 minutes into it, you looked at me and you're like... Are we watching a TV show now? And it was like a twenty-three minute episode. All of the episodes follow the bad guys, which is kind of cool. So you see
0: their perspective, their perspective
1: of what's going on, which kind of humanizes them a little bit, so mm-hmm. that you understand a little more their side of things. Yeah. So you still have, not great. You but have the
0: good guys as the action is the video game portion, and the live action TV shows from the perspective of the bad guys and this other side characters.
1: Yes. The IT dude who everyone hates. Then you have like the the security dude who has the pregnant wife that yep. he's trying to save.
0: And then Beth is in there.
1: Yeah, she's in it for a quick episode, for a hot second.
0: Because she's in the first episode. Yeah, I thought she showed up in the other ones, but maybe she didn't. There's a few other characters in mm-hmm. there, but you see Paul Serene and Lance Reddick are in the episodes a lot.
1: Yes, Martin Hatch. Yes,
0: yes, they.
1: Or silence from... Uh... They
0: were actually well acted. Uh, they weren't the best TV show in the world. But if it was a TV series, I would have probably sat and watched it back in the day.
1: I feel as though it's a step up from what you would see on like the CW.
0: Yeah. Like a... I could
1: see it being like a 7 p.m. procedural show on Fox. Yeah. Like not like an 8 p.m. Maybe, or maybe, like, kind of like Grimm was like a ten p m. on Fridays, although Grimm was excellent,
0: yeah. it was good. And the fact that there's probably like we haven't watched the other ones, but there's technically, the episodes vary a little bit.
1: so I, I have notes on that all right.
0: let's let's talk about that
1: so there are differences in the TV show based on the choice that you make as Paul. Mm-hmm. And I went to I think it was a reddit thread. Because I just wanted somebody to tell me, like, what is a difference if you choose this over that? So this person said, for the most part, changes only affect their own episode. So if you make a choice in chapter one, it's not going to affect something in chapter three. Mm. But there are one or two instances where a combination of choices will lead to an effect that will not happen with just a single choice. For instance, if you choose to trust Martin Hatch over Sophia Amaral, who's trying to help save Paul Serene from his sickness... And then later, you choose not to have Paul take his final treatments and surrender control. Paul will lose his mind and bash Sophia's face in with a paperweight and kill her. Mm. Now, if you choose to trust Sophia early on but then surrender control later, he won't kill Sophia. Likewise, Mm. if you choose to hatch early on, but choose to take your last treatment and maintain control, he also won't kill Sophia. Mm. It's the combination of those two choices that result in her death. And she did not die when you played.
0: No, she did not.
1: No, I would have remembered him bashing her face in with a paperweight.
0: I think Charlie can live in one instance over the other.
1: Did he die?
0: He died. The the IT guy died in ours. He got shot by... uh,
1: Oh, the dude with the pregnant wife?
0: No, by Hatch.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about him.
0: Yeah, so he died. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's... If you choose to trust him in something else, he, something else probably happens there, probably. too. Probably. But there's a big difference in all those things. Yeah, so. it's kind of
1: interesting that you have a little bit of a choice in something like that. Yeah, so
0: the show will change, but leading up to the point, I think your choices remain roughly the same.
1: Yeah, your choices are like A or B. And, and they'll
0: always be A or B. It doesn't matter what you choose before. It's not like there's or a, like how you play a with CD Joyce. option based yes. on if you choose this. Kind if of A, thing. then
1: B. But if B, then C. Not yeah. No, no, nothing like that. They kept it relatively simple.
0: But it was really well done for 2016. It was pretty well done. Yeah. Uh,
1: Do you want to talk about the final boss before we uh, yeah, y- gush so more about Remedy? This game
0: was amazing until the final boss, oh which gosh. was absolute uh, <laughs> BS. We're going to say BS. It was awful.
1: You. We almost rage quit playing this game. You were very close to just deleting it from your steam library and pulling it up on youtube
0: yeah it was not there was something about it that just there's nothing intuitive
1: the layout of the final arena so it's basically you're playing as Iceman. you're playing as jack joyce and paul serene's like ready to explode mm-hmm. and you're in this big giant warehouse there's not a lot of cover it's oddly you're, proportioned no, you're, you're basically and in an out. empty
0: swimming pool is yeah what that was yeah
1: that's exactly what it is And it was just, there was no good place to hide. You have his cronies that come in and attack you. And once you get through them, then he starts like losing control, quote unquote, and sending out these giant explosions. And you missed the first one just by happenstance. And then you shoot him. And then something else immediately killed you. And then we couldn't figure out what you had to do to avoid his massive explosions because they're an insta-kill. Mm-hmm. They just straight up kill you, and then you have to play the entire thing over again with the really long cutscene as well that you, you kept having the, to skip.
0: You could skip the cutscene, but there's like two or three instant kill attacks, waves of enemies, and if you you can't stand still,
1: no, you have to keep moving.
0: And so it just took a lot of literally just circling the arena. After a while,
1: yeah, and there's only two like two phases. Yeah. It wasn't terribly, I don't not difficult. It wasn't terribly. Wait, it was also long because the waves took so long. Yeah, once
0: you kill the last enemy in it phase It's very straight
1: forward, Yeah, once like you kill waves. the last enemy in
0: phase two, you have to avoid three explosions and then you have to you shoot him. You have to shoot him
1: once. You have to hit him once. It doesn't even have to be a kill shot. He just like a bullet has to graze him and yeah. then you'll get the ending.
0: But it just took forever to get there.
1: Yeah, and we were both <laughs>
0: You you, you were like
1: this went from an eight to a four. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: really mad. I was really mad at the boss fight, but that that was really the biggest downer for me, other than skipping a lot of the lore.
1: Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Although the best thing in the game happened like twelve minutes in,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which
1: was. The whole Alan Wake thing. Essentially, on it was TV. a preview
0: for Alan Wake 2, everybody. They literally previewed Alan Wake 2. In, in
1: 2016. And while they made this, this was probably like 2013. So very soon after the first Alan Wake.
0: Yeah, that was really cool that they did it was that.
1: Quite excellent, yes.
0: All right. Give me some of the other stuff that you got. We're, we're diving into our remedy verse here, people. My wife dived deeper, much deeper than me. Eh.
1: Kind of. But I'm
0: encouraging the habit. So I bought her the Alan Wake book.
1: Yeah, the novelization of the first game, which I will make my mom read and then force her to watch someone play through Alan Wake 2 on YouTube so that I can talk to her about this game. Mm -hmm. So I just wrote down random notes about there because they're making like the quote unquote remedy verse.
0: Yeah. So first and foremost, everybody, Quantum Break is not a direct connection to... Remedy, it is, but it's not. They don't have the rights to put these characters directly into their game. That's why they renamed Martin Hatch.
1: Yes, yeah. Microsoft still has the rights to Quantum Break. So Martin Hatch is Door Hatch and (laughs) door. That took me until like two-thirds of the way through Uh the game and I was like, oh my God, I just got it. Man, Uh I just got it.
0: (laughs) And then Jack Joyce...
1: Yes, so Iceman, Jack Joyce, he is in Alan Wake as Tim Breaker, at an a at an E and he is Time Breaker because mm-hmm. he has time powers and yeah. like is so is he just like a different iteration of Jack Joyce in the Alan Wake universe? Is that why Mr. Door took him to the dark place? Mm-hmm. Are they both trying to make it back? What's he what's he doing? And then something also happens with Martin Hatch. At the end of this game.
0: Well, he's like leaping through as a monster through everything. Yes,
1: it's it's highly eluded because you think that, what's his face, Paul Serene killed him and then, because he stabs him in the oh, eye. Oh, no, it
0: wasn't Paul Serene. That was the soldier guy. I oh, think. was it the soldier yeah, guy? Yeah, the soldier guy stabbed soldier him. Guy?
1: sorry, But drawing. somebody
0: else, <clears throat> there's a cut scene somewhere where he's being shot and he just tightens his coat and keeps walking forward.
1: Yeah, where was
0: it, we did didn't we, even, pull, we, 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 we pulled it. it up we pulled it up because it wasn't in any of the episodes we saw so it was one of the choices we okay. didn't choose but he gets shot and keeps going forward which means <clears throat> like uh like Warland Door or martin hatch you can't die unless all the iterations of you die
1: oh so you're just all horcruxes yeah essentially <laughs> but they
0: all have to die for him to die basically yes so yeah, that was interesting, and I think you find some of that information out in the reading, because Probably. there's a lot of the reading that we just, yeah we got over.
1: Yeah, so, and a lot of the things that I read about were like, they cast the lady who played Beth as Jesse Faden in Control, so then mm-hmm. everybody's like, is that going to be like a spin-off sequel? And then, no, it's just the same actress, but now that's in...
0: In, in Alan, Alan Wake too, yep.
1: And then Martin Martin Hatch is that, and the redheaded woman on Iceman's chalkboard. I'm I'm that meme of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but so control would easily fit into Quantum Break's universe. Yes. FBC I should say, and so would Alan Wake in that way. And so some of my I had some fun fan theories about some of the stuff.
1: Yes. This is, I have nothing else written down.
0: Oh, okay. I just
1: went down an Alan Wake rabbit hole today to keep myself awake this afternoon.
0: Yeah. So my thought (laughs) literally is just that, like you said, Tim Breaker is Jack Joyce. And so Warlandor pulled him out to interfere with him, but also to like help him find the same thing that he's going through, basically, that Alan Wake discovered. What
1: is he after?
0: We'll find out in DLC, hopefully. I know.
1: Yeah, that's what our hope is for the Alan Wake 2 DLC is something with uh, Tim Breaker.
0: But as a whole, overall, the story was good. Atmosphere was good. Gameplay was mostly good other than the final boss. Everything was pretty good. Nothing to me was excellent other than that Alan Wake thing in the beginning. There
1: was something about this game that just didn't super resonate with me, I feel. Like... They did a lot of the live action. Mm -hmm. It was almost too much all at once. Like one of the reviews I read said like it felt like a lot to like suddenly not be playing a game for 23 minutes and watching a TV show. But honestly, it wasn't that noticeable as well. But that's also a long time to just be sitting there watching a TV show when you're supposed to be playing a video game. Like, if you sit down to play a game, that's kind of odd. And they did tweak a little bit when they brought in Control. They did the live action with Dr. Darling. But I really think that they did, like, the perfect amount in Alan Wake 2.
0: And I say in... in In Control, it was pretty good, too, because they were always the shadows talking behind you. Yes. Or it was a quick cut scene of Dr. Darling talking and giving briefings and stuff. And
1: Alan Wake 2 went like a little bit longer than Control, where you have like the scenes between Alan Wake and Tom Zane, where it's like six minutes, maybe? Mm -hmm. Four to six minutes, and then you go back into playing the game, and that doesn't seem as disruptive, and it's very lore-heavy, kind of pushing the plot forward of, like, what he needs to do next. And, like, the TV show was cool, but it didn't really push the plot forward because we were just seeing the bad guy side of things. And then also, like, we talked about all the lore. Like, the emails was just too much. Like, way too much. We were not gonna read that. Control also had a ton of lore, but they had them in the Objects of power.
0: And smaller bite-sized yes. uh, things to, when you read something, it wasn't a novel every time yes. you read it. Most of the time were little mini briefings. And you there were some longer ones, but I think it was a lot easier to digest that than all the email threads. Yes, the
1: email threads were a lot. And again, we skipped a lot. I found out um, background on Jack Joyce. So in 2010, Jack decided to leave his hometown and lead a nomadic lifestyle. mm Jack remained in email correspondence with Paul, but fell out of touch with William, his brother, Dominic Monaghan. During his time abroad, Jack received weapons training in Laos and presumably settled in Bangkok, Thailand. He was arrested in 2015 for weapons-related charges, but the charges were dropped for undisclosed reasons. Oh. Like, he comes back to help Paul with this issue, and then suddenly he's like a gun-wielding maniac. Like, I w- d- the dots weren't quite connecting there, because yeah. we didn't get any of his background, because it was just... It was a lot. So I guess playing this after playing Alan Wake 2 makes me like appreciate even more just how good Alan Wake 2 is at everything it did.
0: Yeah, and how well they're, you can see, always see them improving. Remedy is
1: constantly learning and. and taking the criticism and the feedback and actually applying it to their games, which is really nice to see.
0: It makes me really, really excited for the Max Payne remake. Holy. And it makes me very excited for Control too. whatever they're going to do. They know they're doing one. We just win
1: They're doing one. I think somebody's comment online, again, this is just like on Reddit, where they're probably doing Max Payne 1 and 2, and then they're going to go to Control. So, what, three years for Max Payne and like six years for Control? I mean, it took Alan 13 Wake years. <laughs> Alan Wake 3. Oh, man.
0: You know you'll be so happy. I'll
1: be so happy. I just followed so many of them on Instagram. I have a problem, Matthew. That, that's
0: okay. They're riding high, so they're doing pretty good. <laughs> Everyone here is doing pretty good. You chill.
1: What are you doing? Our dog is just growling at the back door. It is seven degrees outside. Just let him outside. He's fine. He's got to go back. <laughs> I think that's the third podcast in a row with him barking. Yeah,
0: he'll he'll bark in them all.
1: It's fine. So yeah, we gotta get the
0: ham cam. The ham whatever, cam. if we ever do a video, we'll get the ham cam. The
1: ham cam.
0: All right. So uh, I would like your review, please, or your score.
1: My score. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on, Quantum Break. Seven.
0: Oh, uh, Seven-five. Okay. I was within the ballpark of you. Yeah, seven five. I probably would have been an eight. That boss fight really made me mad. Like, it was like a half point worth of, like, (laughs) taking off. I hated it. But everything else in that game was fine. Everything else was good.
1: What's funny is when you were like, look at what I have to do. And there were so many Reddit threads or forum comments that were like, I hate this game. It was fine until this point. What the heck is wrong with this last boss? And, like, it was not just you, everybody. Was so angry about it.
0: It came out of left field. Yes. And it wasn't. It was not an intuitive boss. It fight. was
1: not enjoyable.
0: Uh, they to learned from watch that too, or to all play. All the bosses in control were fine.
1: Yeah.
0: And Alan Wake, they were fine too.
1: Yeah. Alan they, Wake's they bosses really didn't really go any different than the ones in the first Alan no, Wake. No,
0: they were just more shadow, more things to shoot. They weren't that bad.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Seven five. Okay. I I don't have much else to say. It was it was a good game. You're playing which game right now?
1: Nobody Saves the World. Nobody Saves the
0: World. It's actually pretty cool, and I'm going to probably play God of War Valhalla at some point when my schedule slows down a little bit. Yeah, so. I, don't,
1: I don't think we're going to make it to Jedi Survivor, or we're going to make it to Jedi Survivor and finish that and then start Final Fantasy That's, a couple days we'll, later. We'll
0: figure it out. Yeah. Either way, we'll figure it out. I
1: don't think Jedi Survivor is going to take you... As long. As long. I'll try to keep you on, on task for that one. High Herd, five. Herding, herding cats. Herding don't. squirrels.
0: Herding squirrels. Well, we're at gaming marriage gaming marriage I'm exhausted, so we're not going to juxt- we're not going to just keep going after. No, too that's long. fine.
1: I already gushed about Alan Wake too, so yeah. it's fine. All
0: right, <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.